It's seven o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? or high energy Darren Moore? <laughs> I think they like whatever energy that your mohawk gives off. Both. <laughs> it's a little slicked back because it was too fucking cold or I'm not punk enough to not wear a stocking cap in this weather. See, what you need to do is get one of those stocking caps that has the, the mohawk knitted into it that where has it stands been, up. That has been a quest for me to find one like that ever since I saw SLC Punk. <laughs> That's and what I was thinking of, too. <laughs> <laughs> ever since then, I tried to make them by myself. I've asked all the knitting enthusiasts that I know if they know of something, and either they haven't figured it out or it's been on the back burner or they don't care, but nobody has been able to help me. Aww. So I just That's put so some, I put some hard stuff in my hair and uh you know it looks better when it's been touched up cuz a a crooked mohawk looks better with uh shaved sides I think. <laughs> oh man. Uh so let's uh let's get on with this. Let's get are we recording already? We're good to go. Oh yeah, you know me. The wiretap <laughs> right, so is this... always on. So this is this is going to be literally like an hour's worth of what the fuck? <laughs> Basically, a, a little bit of, you know, uh, I was recording with our dear friend, Witch the other day. And before we got going, he just asked me questions <laughs> for, for a little bit of update on things. I don't know if you've got anything that I can readily spew upon you knowledge wise. Uh, okay, so has it been ha, – has the whole, like, no cameras during the trial thing, has that been set in stone, or is that McConnell's, like, last-ditch effort to try and hide everything? Because nothing screams transparency, like not allowing any press in at all. Yeah, that that's probably going to be one of the things that they vote on when they vote on procedure in the, in the thing. Although he does have final say, but I think uh, everybody thinks – that sort of like the mirror opposite is going to benefit them. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people. So, you know, like Rand Paul, the libertarian hero that he is. Uh, I don't know if he is anymore, but he seems like a old school Trump liquor Republican nowadays. But uh, he has said that if the 
because the Democrats need three or four Republican senators to vote with them as a block to make any rule possible in the Senate trial. Yeah, you have you need 60 something votes to impeach and remove, but you need about 10 fewer to make rules. So, you know, they're, they're trying to get. Weird, you know, from the people that have been asking about, where's our due process? Where's our due process? They don't want to have witnesses at the trial. Uh, McConnell and Lindsey Graham, people who, you know, they they were sworn in last week as jurors in the trial. They don't want to have witnesses, and they both said that they've already made up their mind, although some Democrats have said that too. But McConnell being in charge has said that he's coordinating Trump's trial with him but (laughs) that's uh okay nothing screams impartial like working with the defense (laughs) oh my god this is so unbelievably frustrating yeah so he's like well i've been working with and talking with the, the, the president and there will be no difference in their their approach and blah 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 i'll put this on facebook so i'll say mitch mcconnell eats babies and what's something that'll actually hurt him with his base though mitch mcconnell wants to make kentucky all renewable energy (laughs) oh they already hate him enough as is (laughs) i want to i just want to make this perfectly clear that if i'm ever on trial and for whatever reason you get sworn in as a juror I want you to make sure that every single witness that I claim exonerates me never testifies. Okay. I think it's a genius, a genius move by the stable genius who also (laughs) is hiring like all of Jeffrey Epstein's old lawyers and all the people who prosecuted. No coincidence there. (laughs) Right. I mean, Alan Dershowitz defended OJ Simpson. Uh, he was part of Epstein's legal team that got him, you know, the, the work release and all that shit the first time through. And they've got Ken Starr, who adamantly tried to remove Bill Clinton from office from for lying to Congress. Slash, get, you know, having an affair in the White House. Uh, you know, everybody that's been paying attention, if you're listening to this, you probably have heard all of the totally hypocritical things that people like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell have said when they wanted when when the when the shoe was on the other foot or whatever and that's that's been kind of done to death but back to the legal team I think Dershowitz is representing him because he uh has something in common with the whole racial thing did you see that Snopes article about stuff that he had said during Nixon's trial where um some of Nixon's folks were getting arrested and, you know, being put on actual trials where he was upset that they were being tried as the peers of several black jurors. And he said something rather racist about that. Yeah, I have that quote here, actually. I, I might have I might have <laughs> seen that Snopes posted by you, but I just read that and I'm like, oh, so that's why Dershowitz is working with them. OK, yep. not happy seeing Richard Nixon's gang being tried by blacks and liberals in the District of Columbia. Which makes sense why he wants to defend Trump, because that's how he's probably seeing this happening right now. Yeah, I think it was, I almost said last year. In 2018, he had written a big, as most people do, 
to audition for jobs in Trumplandia. Oh, that op-ed. He wrote like three of those. Yes. And he said that, uh, and he's recently said it again, that uh, obstruction of Congress and abuse of power are not, even if they could be proved, are not impeachable offenses. And then he continued to argue. <laughs> I know that our I know that our founding fathers are are not like the bastions of like innocence and you know wonderful humanity and all of that. But what they were trying to do for their select group of people that they considered to be human beings, being extended to everybody else across uh, the the nation itself was you know when when you extend those inalienable rights that were meant for white slave owners when they first started the country. If you extend those inalienable rights to every person living in the United States, regardless of how you feel about them, the Constitution should then be upheld. You know, sure, why not? Let's do that. But they're doing like a salad bar Constitution, like most Christians are doing their salad bar rules and regulations on how to be a Christian now. Like they're just literally picking and choosing whatever seems fit. Either that or they have no fucking clue at all because like everything that he is on trial for now in the Senate that were 100% impeachable offenses. If it were not a Republican that were up on this, none of them would actually be trying to defend any of this at all. Yeah. And actually, even if it, if it weren't Trump, would they be doing this? Because like they've so hitched their wagon to him that they're like, well, we're going to go down with this ship. I kind of think that, well, in a simpler time, I, I mean, remember when did Clinton inhale or not was enough to almost sink his... Remember when uh, Barack Obama had... What was it? A pastor at a church that he had gone to before had said a racist thing. That was enough. Or that was almost enough. That was, you know, uh, associating... Uh, associating with a known racist or uh, associating with a... Whatever seems almost quaint now. One of the defenses that I've been seeing, I was catching up. I hate watching cable news. Generally, I, I think, you know, CNN or and Fox are both kind of, yeah. But all the, I don't know what you want to call them. Twenty-four hour news cycle channels of sorts. Yeah, and and the spin doctors that get sent out to do the damage control are just saying stuff like. Well, he associates with all of these known untrustworthy people, so you have to believe him, not them. Or uh, the, the, the Republican senator for the officially Republican senator from Alabama, because, you know, Doug Jones, he, he was asked yes or earlier today, I believe, on, on the Sunday, Sunday morning sycophant hour. Uh, there's you must be talking about Fox. Yeah, yeah, Fox, and even some of the you know more well. Let's hear from both sides of the aisle. Sort of morning shows. The Republican guy said was asked if if this is true. If all of the stuff that are being accused in the impeachment are true, is that okay? And he just said, "Well, you know, he's a person, and things happen." <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, I I mean I don't know man it's so fucking weird and you know I've I've been here in the bunker just like like well what the f what is it you know like the the thing that he Trump regrets the most so far is going after vaping <laughs> 
which that's that's a totally different thing. But, you know, that's what is hurting him with his base right now. Yeah, because they're all trying to quit smoking. Yeah. <laughs> so and then from left field, McConnell spearheads the raising the smoking age to 21. And I don't, which happened. People yeah. are fucking pissed about that. You know, I I don't know what's 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 going on with with that. And I, I I'm surprised know. he hasn't raised the voting age to 21. I'm sure he will try. There, yeah, the the voting <laughs> we we have moved forward with the voting age is now fifty five. Yeah, forty to eighty. <laughs> and every, every age, every year you are older than sixty five, your vote counts twice. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're headed, right? I mean, they are already rigging the game so much in their favor. And you and I kind of talked about this a little bit off mic when we were kind of messaging back and forth, but this has basically been in place. I mean, we, we it goes back to Nixon. This, these groups that have been working to try and take over and basically manipulate society and move it to where it's at now, like Murdoch and all the other guys, I mean, they really kind of came to their own and uh, with Reagan's administration and all the laws that got paid change to allow the uh, partisan news networks and the 24-hour news networks that are the way they are now. That all came about with Reagan. The the loss of civics in courses being taught in high school so people don't understand what's going on in politics, which I was the victim of that for a long time, too. I mean, that all has a lot to do with them basically trying to manipulate the populace and push it to where their agenda becomes the one that everybody accepts and thinks is the right way to go. They, they've been doing this since Nixon narrowly squeaked by and kind of got into office. And then when he kind of got busted with all the stuff that he was doing, they've been working on manipulating and changing laws and pushing everything in their favor and gerrymandering. And they basically won. I mean, when Trump got put into office and all the Republican senators got all the votes and all that stuff and got put in and the, the House got taken over by the Republicans in like – you know, the early 20 aughts and then have just basically been dominated ever since. This is the, this, what's happening right now is their crowning achievement. This is everything that they've been working for. And this is literally the best that they can do. <laughs> like they put Trump in office and this is the best they can do. They had, they, they had like all branches of government owned for like the better part of 2017. And instead of doing anything with it that meant anything at all, they just basically fucked over the little guy and gave all the money to their rich benefactors. And like, they're getting away with it. Like this is like the, the best stuff that they can totally do is basically rob the poor to give more to the rich. That's, that's their plan for everything. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is the best they can do. The like, Trump just, Republicans just... tax cut. Yeah, just look at look at what it is that they're doing. And what's really funny is the people that are living off of the crumbs of these ignoramuses that are in charge are literally just like cheering for the crumbs and are so happy because they're quote unquote owning the libs. They're like, we're fucking over our future and the future for all of our children. We're letting our planet die. It's going to all be over pretty much by 2050 is when, you know, extinction level events for so many of the species of things that we devour for food are going to be dead on this planet. We have till 2050 till this is all over with. And they're like, yay, we did it. We're owning the lips. This is the best they could come up with. 
<laughs> I gotta roll coal, motherfuckers. Oh my god, that is just the level of asshole I don't even want to deal with. Yeah, it's uh I I think I said this in the last episode or the last conversation like this that I had, but it's something that really stands out to me is that that sort of way of thinking is to, is so ignoring that you are way closer to being homeless than you are to being a millionaire. What what is it? Temporarily inconvenient or inconvenient? Embarrassed. Yeah, Temporarily tem- embarrassed millionaires. I think the crux of a lot of this too for the pe- folks that are going for Trump is a lot of the same people that were willing to sell off a lot of stuff just because they've been told that they're better than a certain race or ethnicity or immigrant or whatever it is. Like first it was the Irish when they were coming over. Everybody was all bounding together to get get against the Irish. Then the Irish finally fought their way through and got somewhat accepted, but the Italians started coming over. So everybody was going after the Italians for a while. And they all created these own little like ethno state areas of the cities that they would move into. And they would kind of control their own blocks through violence and everything. And that, that type of non melting pot segregation in communities is still there. Every city has its own little China. It has its own little Italy. You know, sometimes it has its own little Poland and like the older the city is, the more it has that kind of stuff. That type of mentality didn't go away. It's just that like some people's kids now are like, well, that's bullshit. Let's just go to all of these areas of the town and let's have friends of all these different backgrounds and ethnicities. And the older folks are hating it. And that's where your Trump supporters come from. (laughs) They don't like their kids mixing in with all these rabble, you know, and then the kids that have been like following what the parents have been saying about not mixing in with all the other rabble, they're going along with it even more hardcore, (laughs) you know, and they're like forming their alt-right horse shit. It's, it's all a bunch of fucking people that should realize that there is no war, but class warfare, right? Like, I mean, we're all being subjugated by people that have way more fucking money than we'll ever even dream to have because they turned us against each other and said, well, you better watch out for that guy. He's going to take the only slice of the pie that you're getting. (laughs) You know, it's like, Jesus Christ, man, we all keep falling for this. I think that's what drew a lot of people further away from the Democratic Party is that they they leaned too far into that corporate wing. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't trust you can't trust anybody that is actually like the what is the the neoliberal movements that are like cozying up to all the corporations and all that kind of stuff. You can't really trust those politicians either. They're going to vote with whatever makes them money like, you know, I just. I don't know the that SNL sketch where uh was it Keenan Ivory was all like uh what <laughs> ain't nothing going to happen that's just that's oh ain't the, nothing gonna happen. the Christmas families the <laughs> Republican family Democrat family black family at Christmas or whatever no, that no, episode it was, uh, it was a it was a um it was a news cycle thing and they keep showing all these different bombshells that keep happening and they were doing like a 24 hour news cycle uh-huh. so they would change mustaches and all of that stuff and he just like after everything with like a new bombshell, is this going to be it for Trump? And he just goes, ain't nothing going to happen. <laughs> I mean, that's what it feels like. It's just like, I mean, the election's going to take place. They're probably going to steal that as well. I mean, it's bedtime for democracy. This is what fucking <laughs> the dead Kennedys have been preparing us for all along. And we didn't listen, you know, I mean, we should have learned the lessons of fear and loathing on the campaign trail and all the shit that Hunter S Thompson was talking about before he saw fit to punch his own card and take it, you know, just call it quits. Cause he got sick of this shit. You know, the, the kingdom of fear and all the other stuff that he was talking about underneath Bush has been perfected. And that's what we're living under. 
Yeah, it, it, despite the apparent 100% draining of the swamp, there's a lot of people from the Nixon, Reagan, Bush, Bush eras doing all of this shit all over again. And yeah, like you, you were talking about with the con- consolidation of media and everything, I, I recently looked this up, but I looked it up long enough ago that I don't have the exact years down again. But uh, NBC or General Electric had to sell NBC as part of an antitrust law ruling in the late 20s, early 30s. And then because of the shit that Reagan did, they bought it again. And that was one of the first things that I latched onto when I was getting verbal about it is the General Electric is a weapons manufacturer. So where they have editorial control, they tend to, you know, be cautious, but totally cool with war. And it's such a pain in the ass, <laughs> to, to put it mildly. But it, it, you were talking about, is this enough? You know, I think we're, I'm tired of hearing bombshell and totally destroys and other shit like that when vicious takedown yeah yeah like when, i'm getting i'm getting bombshell report vicious takedown um blah 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 opinion pieces i'm i'm getting really worn out on all this stuff like i'm at the point now where i'm mr joe friday with my news i'm like just the facts ma'am just the facts just please the facts and fuck off with your bombshell reports however bombshell report i this week has just been Lev Parnas. Which dropping... is a legitimate a legitimate bombshell. Like, he's throwing everybody under a fucking bus. Yeah. And all these pictures of the people that say they never knew him are surfacing. You know? Yeah. Like, that's a legitimate <laughs> bombshell. Like, what fucking Trump did at breakfast when he, like, farted and didn't say excuse me is not a bombshell. It's just he's an ignorant fuck. Yeah. There's a difference. Trump threatens world leader. That's He's having a hard, hard shit because he ate too many hamburgers. They're not enough Kofifi. But Lev Partis is, I believe he was originally from the Ukraine. But he got American citizenship at some point. But anyway, way back when, he and another guy, if you're playing catch up, anybody, uh, he and another guy got arrested at, like, Washington Dulles Airport with one-way tickets out of the country. And then... Things started going from there. Uh, Parnas is under indictment for campaign finance violations. Uh, and he's just dropping documents. You know, he's got phones full of shit. It, he's got emails. He's got handwritten notes, like, ensure that so-and-so announces investigation into Biden and other shit like that on hotel stationery. Got- Isn't there evidence that he was introduced to Giuliani and got started on this by Trump? Like Trump himself actually started this shit with him? I think so. I, I'm still. I there. read He's it somewhere. So like shit. it's. Yeah. No. I actually. I believe that I saw something somewhere where one of the reports was that he knew Parnas for a while before he even ran for president, and he's been working with him through various. Like, I mean. I don't think at this point it's a shock to anybody that Trump has been laundering money. Like that's been pretty much proven to a point where I can't, I don't have to worry about slander by saying that there's so many, so much evidence that Trump has laundered money for everybody, including people that he fucking had killed on the state's dime. 
that he's been doing all of this stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if Parnas has something to do with that and he's been helping him do it with the money laundering and been hooking him up with various oligarchs in Russia. And I feel like this is a much bigger story than what we're even getting because he's linked to like everybody in the Republican party. It would be, if we could sit here and name off the people he's not linked to, and it would probably be a lot shorter. <laughs> people of note, I guess I would say other than Trump, Pence, Paul Manafort, uh, Ron, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, who up until very recently denied ever knowing who Parnas was, but then Parnas there's like, a photo well, with got some text messages. And there's and, some photos too, right? There's, yeah, there's photos. Yeah. There's always and photos. We hugged on your victory night and I was a VIP at your inauguration. And, you know, uh, what Parnas was at George Bush Sr.'s funeral. And... <laughs> Didn't he sit with, like, some of the fucking people yeah. that were higher he, up, too? He, like, like he was, sat like, with right... the family and Giuliani. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So even the Bushes are linked to him in some way, shape, or form, right? And, uh, you know, uh, what his when he first got arrested, his lawyer, John Dowd, used to be Trump's lawyer and was also Paul Manafort's lawyer when he made that fake, fake bogus, when he made that bogus plea deal that he said he was cooperating, but he was just gathering information for the White House through his pretend plea bargaining. Yeah, didn't they put that against him, too, whenever he finally uh, got charges brought up? Yes, yes. Yeah, that was like, that's part of the obstructing thing, and that links directly back to the White House and Trump, which is even more obstruction of justice charges that are waiting for him. That, that, yeah, that pissed people off. And then Parnas, uh, by Parnas's account and... Some of this is backed up by facts. Like, he fired John Dowd pretty quick. But he said that John Dowd, who was with Paul Manafort making fake deals with federal prosecutors to help out Trump, said that Dowd came to see him right after he was arrested and said, like, yeah, sit down, shut up, keep your mouth shut, be a good boy. He he said he was paraphrasing. He's like, but basically... He made it very clear that he was not here to help me and that it was being angled towards would I perhaps be the one that falls on this grenade? And that's when I fired him. And he does have different lawyers. And yeah, it, there are so many shady people in the orbit, but that's the point. He was involved in a Trump super PAC and uh, he was connected with Robert Hyde who is that guy, I don't know if you remember or heard about the Maria Yovanovitch, the the ambassador that got fired in uh, Ukraine. Like, Yeah, they were actually tracing her and tracking her and shit or something like that. Like they were looking at possibly giving a hit on her or something. They were talking about it. There was the, I think the quote was, if, if need taken out or need removed, I will have to talk to security something. So I don't know what that is, but she was... And had documentation at a previous hearing showing that out of nowhere, she was told, we have to get you out of the country now for your safety. Yeah, because there were imminent threats from within your own fucking nation for your life. Jesus Christ. And uh, Robert Hyde, who was involved in this, I believe he also says he doesn't know Parnas. (laughs) Uh, He he is a former donor. Uh, He was also... uh, an 
involved in a Trump super PAC. Uh, he is currently running for office in Connecticut. Um, but he has like a history of stalking and making public threats. And uh, I was, just before we sat down to record, I need to, I, I saw something about he either was f- forced hospitalized or he forcibly hospitalized somebody. I'm not sure. Forced hospitalization. But there's all these weird fucked up goons. It's, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Coming up, we've got uh, establishing rules and shit like that in, in the impeachment trial are supposed to happen Tuesday or Thursday uh, as of recording. I know this is dating the episode, but whatever. This this is for our sake as much as anybody else's that's listening uh, as it comes out. But coming up in the next month or so, there... <laughs> Well, we've got the impeachment trial, which is supposed to last at least a week. I don't know how how successful McConnell's going to be and whatever. But the State of the Union address is supposed to be being delivered during, not while the trial is happening, but... In conjunction, possibly at the same time, but while it's recessed. Yeah, yeah. Like, the trial, it'll the State of the Union's always done at night anyway, but yeah, it, there could have been a hearing earlier that day, uh, unless things get really really fucking McConnelled up. But uh, uh, the, New- <laughs> <laughs> the Iowa caucus and the New Hampshire primary, there's going to be another Democratic debate the day before the New Hampshire primary. The Iowa caucus, what, two? Two people that are running for the Democratic nomination are going to be back in D.C. for their duties as jurors. So that's got people on the more red string connection uh, area thinking that Pelosi delayed things long enough to make it. So (laughs) Bernie and uh, Warren were back in DC right before the Iowa caucus to help Joe Biden. Have you heard this? No, but I would not put that past her. (laughs) But then there's the people that said that this was all being delayed because in the time frame from when that shit was all talked about. Well, plus, I think everybody kind of thought that there were going to be witnesses, good or bad, in the Senate trial. Uh, but in the time since the resolution was passed and now, there's been all those Lev Parnas things. There's been all that shit coming out about Devin Nunes. Yeah, the House has been releasing all of this stuff, right? Like, or a good portion of it, and then Lev has also been leaking out to the press because he's afraid for his life, justifiably so. Nunes, yeah, did you see their some of their connections was that their aides, his aide was coordinating with Parnas? No, I did not see that, but okay, so we know Nunes was already linked to a bunch of shit with Russia already, because I had basically said the way that he's been acting, he's very clearly trying to cover up something to save his own ass, but... It goes at least as deep to definitely with the Ukraine scandal and Lev and his assistant. Yes. <laughs> um, calls, you know, all the calls and texts, all these documents. It's, I don't, I haven't read them all. I, 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 I don't, I don't know who has, I'm sure somebody has. Hopefully. There's too much stuff all at once. It's information overload, man. Yeah. It's just so fucking weird. It's, I don't know, like, yeah, like I was saying, this is, could be, could be really long or could be really short, but it's just, 
what the fuck is going on? Either this type of corruption has been in the government all along, and everybody that has been doing this has been playing ball, but the thing is, is that Trump and his clan are so fucking stupid and did it so brazenly and out in the open that they basically have brought light to it and ruined it for everybody else, who I'm guessing that other Republicans that were involved with it are more pissed that their revenue streams are going to end by having this stuff exposed, and maybe that's why they're going the way that they are and trying to cover up for them, or... Like I said with Nunez, where I'm like, he's a fucking part of it. Some of the ones that have been most boisterous with the voices, like uh, Moscow Mitch and uh, Lapdog Graham, I mean, they have to be involved in some way as well. Leningrad Lindsay. <laughs> Is uh, that his new nickname? That I think so. <laughs> he's, he's fucking Lapdog Lindsay. He couldn't yeah. wait to expose his underbelly and hope that Trump will love him like his dad never did. Yeah, he, he and I, I usually call he and uh, Nunez his emotional support dogs. They totally are. But yet the uh, the the team, uh, so the Democrats picked, I think, seven impeachment managers, and Trump has hired Ken Starr, Alan Dershowitz, Robert Ray, um, along with, I think, uh, former Attorney General Pam Bondi, who is also connected with uh, What's-His-Face, the, the governor, to uh, Lev Parnas. Um, Wait, she's connected to the governor that's connected to Lev Parnas, or they're both connected to the same person? Both, I, I believe both she and the Florida governor have connections with Lev Parnas. Are, we, okay, are yeah. any of these folks, like, known Democrats that have these connections with Lev Parnas, or are they all Republicans? I believe it's all Republicans. Now, my next question is, how many of these people got introduced to him through Trump and who's going to dive off the Trump bandwagon first to save their own ass? And how bad is that going to be? It, the first one to do it. I, I think it's like watching, uh, what was that? One of the Rambo movies where the bad guys made their prisoners run across a minefield to see who could make it to the other side. And they were betting. I feel like that was in one of the, that feels more like a deer hunter thing to me, but I don't know my war movies that well. I don't watch them that frequently. Neither do I. That's why I'm really vague on it. But I think Sylvester Stallone was in there somewhere. But I don't I don't doubt that it's a Rambo movie. That sounds like the sort of thing that would end up in a Rambo movie, but it also feels very deer hunter to me. Oh, yeah. I've definitely watched Deer Hunter more than once. I don't know if I've seen a Rambo movie more than once. But uh, he basically fired or hired Trump basically hired his favorite lawyers that he sees on TV saying nice things about him. <laughs> well, and he also hired lawyers that lean very heavily towards supporting the Republican party, regardless of what bullshit is going on. I mean, Starr's whole entire thing and everything he was trying to do was specifically trying to tarnish the record of a democratic president for getting a blowjob in the white house and then lying about it. Yeah. And, and Dershowitz, God damn, what did he say in one of those op-eds that he wrote way back in the day? Uh, was I believe his whole thing was about how yummy Trump's dick tastes. Like, I think that's basically what he was writing. I think that that's basically it. There's no, well, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> well, I'm just glad I said it on your show and not mine. Yes, it will not be used against you. Since J uh, this was something I found out when I was doing some research on these these people, some extra stuff, because most of them have been names I've seen here and there for a while. 
combined his legal team since January of last year have made at least 365 appearances on Fox News. Yeah, it's all state-run media anyway, so... Uh, and like you were talking about with, with Nixon, R- Roger Ailes said that if Nixon had something like Fox News, he wouldn't have had to leave office. So, well, yeah, that's what they're testing here. I, I Honestly, I believe that Trump is just basically like a big toe in the water to see just how much they can get away with. And then if they can get him to where he survives to the election and beyond, you know, and they don't have any pressure to where he doesn't get rid of. I do believe that the next time around, they're going to try somebody even more nefarious, but better at hiding it and see what they can get away with. Like, they're just basically, this is a stress test to see how much bullshit they can get away with, which is apparently a lot. So much, so much of this goddamn shit is based on the honor system. And any, anybody that makes commentary about DC finds the easy joke in Washington politics being based on honor. But... Uh, I guess I'm asking you questions. Did you see the report from the Government Accountability Office, which uh, Trump abbreviated as the GOA? Because <laughs> everybody I... knows accountability starts with O. <laughs> I actually, if, if it's the one you're talking about, it's where withholding the funding, they found that he did that. It was intentionally to manipulate for his own gain and that it was considered illegal and unethical. And that's the finding that I'm thinking of. Is that right? Yes, yes. They, they said that that was done no, for no matter what reason it was done, how it was done. And this is one of the independent government accountability or or government agencies. Like, like well, the they're people... not independent. They're not independent if they don't tell Trump what he wants to hear. Otherwise, yes. there's a hit job and it's either deep state or, you know, some kind of liberal hit job. Friday, he said they are a member of the swamp. But yeah, it's, it's like the office that said that the Trump publican tax breaks was going to largely and lopsidedly benefit the top 30 percent of people or or no, no, no. Uh, Shit. Like the one percent, like yeah. of the richest of Americans or whatever it was. That's all it's going to benefit. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, they 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 are an independent office. They're career workers that have worked through multiple administrations. Uh, and this, yeah, they said that they they put out a nine page report that I didn't read, but the summary is that it's a complete violation of the Impoundment Control Act of nineteen seventy four. That requires the executive branch to notify Congress if and when already appropriated funds are being withheld via special and detailed messages and also has a timeline uh, timeline constraints on the different branches and agencies involved. And they said none of that was met in any way. <laughs> wow. So regardless of the reasons why... It was a violation of law because of the way it was handled. Yeah, the way it was handled. No matter if he did it because he's concerned about corruption, so he he's he's concerned that the government is corrupt, but that they would be the ones needed to investigate the possible corruption of another person because he's very concerned about that stuff, and he's really concerned about 
everybody that's not Russia or Turkey or Saudi Arabia or Israel or everybody who he's currently not laundering money for. Let's not mince words. That's basically what's going on. All these other places that he's gone to meet, he's offering them government assistance and a bunch of other things if they'll just basically help him launder more money through Trump's stuff. Like, it's all about laundering money in his businesses because he can't make money any other way than to be a front for other places to launder their fucking cash. That's what he does. That's all he is. Like, when it comes out, that's what we're going to find. I mean, there's no, there's, I have no fear of that because that is what he has made. Whatever money he now has is money laundering. That's it. That's all he's been doing this whole time. That, that seems to be it. Embezzlement Ooh. and money laundering. That's his whole entire business plan. <laughs> he's embezzling shit out of the government and f- having it being spent in Trump properties in any way, shape, or form that he can to embezzle that money. And then he's laundering money from all over the fucking world in these properties, too. Uh, that's, that's part of why uh, there's at least two cases where judges he's appointed are holding off rulings on... Uh, his taxes. Uh, yeah, that's what they were put into place to do. And let's face it, whenever we can actually get some accountability, a lot of those judges are going to fucking swing for what they've done too. I mean, not literally, but like, you know, figuratively, they're going to lose their careers and possibly freedom. Yeah, they're they're not going to look good. They're not going to look good at all. <laughs> yeah, there should be a lot of very nervous, very scared people going on in the Trump circles right now because of the deals that they made thinking they get away with it because it really feels like something's going to happen here. I mean, how much more shit are they going to be able to try and just deflect and hide? The more stuff comes out and the more people get implicated in this, I mean, somebody's got to have something on fucking McConnell that they got to bring up at this point. Like something's got to drop soon. It has to be like McConnell. I mean, they've already gotten Nunez. It's got to be fucking McConnell next. It's got to be something has to be brought out about this guy. You know, he's he's pretty crafty, but yeah, uh, he he was fine with having his picture taken in front of the rebel flag because Kentucky Republicans. But something, something, and a lot of these people seem to be, especially Lev Parnes and other non-politics people, like uh, like some of the people that bought their ambassadorships by donating you know, say a million dollars to the inaugural fund. There's like, fuck this. I've got, I, I have no allegiance to you. I am not like, you know, what's that hotel guy that no previous political experience buys his way into being the ambassador to the EU. And when, when he started getting his feet to the fire, he was like, fuck it. Yeah. This is exactly what they said. I don't give a shit. So I don't know. Somebody's, I don't there's know. Been, there's does, been does anything matter that... anymore? <laughs> Ain't nothing gonna happen. <laughs> um, there's been enough people that have basically gone for this pay-to-play scam. There have been enough people that it's been exposed, and they just came right out and said it. And there's got to. There's been enough stuff that's already been stated that if this were any other time in history, any other president. And at a point in time when the GOP actually wasn't all for sale to foreign governments for their campaign slush funds, this would have been the most shocking, unbelievable tale that would get unraveled in our modern history. And the more that they found, the more high crimes and stuff. And this would have been already dealt with 
ages ago. What we have is an entire party of people that are knowingly and willingly committing treasonous acts to cover up and grab even more power just for the sake of having that power and just basically trying to get even more of their coffers lined. It's almost like they know it's over, but they're just trying one last ditch effort and they're just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and see if they can get away with it. And if they pull this off, if they do get away with it and nothing does in fact happen, this country's done, man. It's over with. This is the fall of fucking Rome and Trump is our fucking Nero playing his fiddle while it burns, man. I have definitely seen that scenario play out in my head. Uh, do, do you think if the, if the Republicans lose the majority in the Senate, McConnell would retire? I don't think he'd retire necessarily. I think he would probably, I don't know, he would probably step away from the Senate and then try and find his way into being like the next <laughs> Roger Stone or something like that and be an advisor. Oh, God. As long as he... When he goes away, I want him to never be on TV because I've heard too much of his toad croak. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, bitter. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm no, I fucking... want him to go away every bit as much as you do. He's the fucking worst. But I just don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. He's become too much of the right person greasing the right kind of wheels, working with the right corporations, that he's going to be a conservative mainstay unless he goes to jail, yes. which is a distinct possibility. Uh, I, you know, like just to kind of give a little silver lining and a little bit of hope here, there is definitely some folks that have been in the House that are working on reformations and changing the laws and calling out what these laws are and attempting to educate some of the people of America on what is actually happening. And, and you know, good old AOC, you know, our own personal political crush. <laughs> she's working part of that as well and basically pointing it out in every one of these like hearings and whenever she can ask questions about how things are done she's definitely doing that there's plenty of these new representatives that are doing that in the house and you know 18 to what 30 year olds right now are the biggest voting demographic in I, the country i believe so uh that sounds about right i've seen it said as big as 18 to 38 but right 18 to 30 is probably more because I think a couple years ago when uh, Parkland was happening, that generation of kids all started coming of voting age in the 2018 election. The seniors there and they've got some underclassmen there. So, yeah, I would say 18 to 30. That sounds like a more solid number. Cause... Okay. Let's let's take a little bit of silver lining here and just kind of wrap this up. Let's say that those 18 to 30-year-olds are actually paying attention, unlike what I did when I was in that time frame of age. Let's say that the corruption and all the stink and all the things that are happening is angering them an absolute amount enough to where they're going to get up and mobilize and do stuff, because that's really all it takes, is for them to get up and do something and just vote. You know, I mean, like, we're so close to the 2020 election that exposing all of this corruption at this point, even if nothing else happens and the Senate doesn't do anything about it, if the people that get pissed off about the Senate just allowing all of this corruption to happen, don't go out and vote out the fucking people that are their representatives that made that take place to where nothing happened and they let it be nothing and they covered it up. If they don't do anything about it, like, we're all fucked. So let's just hope that that largest voting group will finally silence the fucking old folks 
that are on their way out anyway and shouldn't really have any say in what's going to happen with our nation. It it would be the ultimate okay boomer, kids. I just want to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that should be that should be, you know, vote. It's the only way you can literally say okay boomer that will hurt them. Yeah. Okay boomer 2020. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vote vote okay boomer 2020. There we go. And remember, Boomer is not necessarily an age. It is a state of mind. I don't know. It's exasperated sounds, exasperated sounds. Sorry, everybody, but I'll try to clean some of that up in the the recording. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's fucking frustrating. It's angering. It's enraging. And there's really not much anything we can really do about it at this point other than pay attention, try and keep talking to other people about it and say, hey. This shit is happening on your watch. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, else, what else can we do? Trump won Michigan by 10,000 votes. You know, uh, there, there was an election in Alabama some time ago that was decided by seven votes. It's, <laughs> yeah, I, I vote. It's kind of cliche, but it's the easiest fucking thing you can do. And yeah, conversations. I don't know. I've been tr- sort of doing a non-scientific study on if having conversations with people is more likely to bring them around to your side uh, instead of berating them and telling them they're a piece of shit. I mean, say that to the Nazis or whoever is unsavable, but there are some people I will not call them out because I don't know if they actually talk about it or not, but they, they did throw their votes away in 2016. I haven't talked to anybody that voted for Trump, but I've talked to plenty of people that either decided not to vote or voted for somebody that wasn't Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Or wrote in Harambee because they thought that was fucking hilarious and look where you got us. Yeah. In some of my conversations, I've had those same people saying, I'm going to be more strategic with my vote. Not necessarily, I always, well, not always, but I often encourage voting your heart down the ticket, down the, you know, local elections, or if you're in a, fuck the electoral college, but if you're in a state that's already decided for sure, whatever, we need it more than a two-party system, but I I was not a fan of Hillary Clinton. I did not vote for her in the primary. I don't know. What do you think about strategic voting? Uh, well, no, no, sorry, you you were wrapping up. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, no, no, I I can I can basically put it this way. Um, I did in fact vote for Hillary Clinton whenever it took place. I have never liked her. I have never liked her husband. They represent everything that I feel is wrong with the Democratic Party. But she also, in my mind, was significantly the lesser of two evils, regardless of all the horrible things that people want to say about her. And of all of the people in Washington that have been investigated endlessly, she is the most exonerated person on the fucking planet at this point. What, eight or nine Benghazi investigations that people who complain about tax dollars being spent on uh, fruitless investigations seem to forget? Uh, Yeah. What? They just wrapped up another one. They just wrapped yeah. up another FBI yeah. investigation of her. Secretly and quietly not saying how she was exonerated once again because that doesn't roll up Trump's base for screaming lock her up because now they got nothing to say. Yeah, totally. Uh, when it comes to voting my heart, voting down ticket or what have you, 
Um, I tend to try and shake things up a lot more and I try to find something that, I mean, like I'm not a, I'm not really a one issue voter, but in my state, I mean, I'm in fucking Nebraska. I literally have, there's only one real major issue that Nebraska always jumps on all the time. And that's like pro-abortion versus, uh, well, not pro-abortion, but pro-life versus pro-choice. I'm pro-abortion. I think everybody should get abortions, apparently. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. But yes, you should. No more kids. Circle slash babies. Um, so, I mean, if I have a representative, regardless of their other stance on things, if they're going to try and preach about, you know, overturning Roe versus Wade, I don't care what their other stance is. They obviously don't care about personal freedom and I won't vote for them. And so I vote my heart that way. But anything that's like a major thing where you only get two choices anyway, maybe three, if they're really trying to like pull votes away from somebody just so they can get a Bush in the office. Sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you literally have choice a or choice B and you know, choice a is definitely a corrupt piece of shit. And you're pretty sure choice B is a corrupt piece of shit, but you know, for a fact, choice A is a corrupt piece of shit and a bunch of other horrible things. I'm not voting for choice A. I'm voting for choice B because that is in fact the lesser of the two evils. So if that is a strategic vote, then sure, that's what I believe in. Yeah. And I do not know who, and his, his actual beliefs are hard to tamp down because he's sundowned, he's stroked out, his Ativan is wearing thin, whatever. All of Trump's policies are so much further to the right than anybody running for president against him, as far as I can tell. And even, you know, I looked into Vermin Supreme. You know, I guess he, he is big on forced uh, toothbrushing every two years or something like that. But that's uh, big government telling you what to do. But Everybody is further to the left of Donald Trump's policies. I mean, unless you are a legit fucking Nazi, I'm sorry, alt-right, I'm sorry, GOP, <laughs> you are far left of his policies. Like, fucking alt-right Gargamel is running that place right now because Trump has no interest in it. I guarantee you, when, when more stuff gets revealed about all of these border policies and all of these racial things, Trump didn't make any of these calls. This is all fucking Stephen Miller's Gargamel hand on all of it. <laughs> in case you didn't know here at Psycho Semanticast, we are anti-Trump. Uh, if you're a first-time <laughs> listener, you probably figured that out if you're still here. So, court... I don't even know if I introduced you, but you've been <laughs> such a mainstay on the show. I'm Court Psyops from Cinema Psyops on the same network as Darren Legion Podcasts. And this has been our therapy hour-ish. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. what the fuck, A.K.A. ain't nothing gonna happen. If you're listening here in my state of Ohio, the deadline to register to vote in the primary is coming up in February. Uh, if you are going to be old enough to vote in November in most states, you can probably vote in the primary in your state. If I didn't vote was a person, they'd be our president right now. So, you know, 10,000 votes here, 50,000 votes there, uh, what, 20,000 votes the other place. 
the fucking electoral college would have gone the other way to to match the three million more votes. But I think the ultimate message of this episode is, like you said, what the fuck? See you next time, and don't forget to duck and cover. You're going to need to. folks alert level orange